Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Cruise FM presents The Locker Room with Lachlan Cross, Grant Johnson, and James P. White. For Arden Roof Systems, there's more to your roof than just shingles. You gotta come on. Good morning. Bang, 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 bang. Here we go. We were talking about how fast August went by on the pre-show post, Grant. Yeah, it's... It actually really did. (laughs) Yeah. True. So I get his life because it was just complete chaos, Mm -hmm. right? But did August go by for you quickly? Yeah. It it went really fast. Like, you know... I can't believe I've already done two Jedi Jimmy podcasts. Two Jedi Jimmy podcasts, Corn Fest. A lot happened for Jimmy. In I August. didn't go to Corn Fest. No. Yeah, he's the, uh, the 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 top cop <laughs> every year. <laughs> right at the front of the parade. Yeah, Mr. Gets I'd, to wear the corn hat. Oh, yes. I, I go by Mr. Cobb. <laughs> All right. Um, yeah, the whole summer just flew by. Although, I do have my fingers crossed for like a decent month or so here. Mm-hmm. I'd like to get a couple more rounds of golf in. Oh, I think the weather will be good. The yeah. trend the last few years has been that has been hot September. That really good September. Yeah. Yeah. I am a little disappointed. I don't have a show right now. Mm. I haven't... You haven't tried Blackbird yet? I downloaded it, but I haven't jumped in yet. Okay. It's a heavy show, right? Yeah, it's it's pretty intense. I need to wrap my head around the idea that I'm going to watch a heavy, heavy show. The guy <laughs> goes to prison, yep. right? He's anyway. trying to get a serial killer to confess. Anyway, um, hopefully I'll find something. I'm playing this because this was in the final season of uh, Ted Lasso. Mm. It's an older tune. It's... I remember this song from the 90s. Primal Scream rocks. Good morning. Welcome to the locker room. Are you a... You're not really a thrifter. I've bought a lot of my jackets from like Value Village yeah, you and got, stuff like that. You have very I've, specific needs, so you will go to secondhand stores to buy that kind of stuff. Yeah. Grant and Michaela are thrifters. Kind of one of our favorite activities is to go to thrift stores around the city and and antique stores find, and stuff like that. Find different things, look around, um, just see what's there. Yeah, it's yeah. always a good thrill when you find something cool. <laughs> see, I'm not. I, mm-hmm. I don't do this. You at buy all. the same things every time. Same pair of shoes, same jeans. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm not that. I'm not that guy. <laughs> I, I want to be that guy. The, the North, uh, whatever boots you wear. No. North Face. North Face, same yeah. shoes. <laughs> My daughter was on the phone. She's going to come out this weekend, and mm-hmm. so we're, and we were going to go for a hike, and, and she's like going through all her shoes, and all her shoes are white, and they're all trendy. Oh, and they're yeah. All, and, she, and I'm like, don't you have a pair of hikers? And she's like... <laughs> What is wrong with you? <laughs> I live in Vancouver. 
So just bring a pair of hikers. I don't have hikers. What are hikers? <laughs> Kids these days, eh? Uh, anyway, we saw this thing about things you do not buy um, at Value Village, according to somebody that works it, there. Yeah, it was some dude that worked at Value Village, and he wrote this story, Six yeah. Things You Shouldn't Buy at Value Village. Uh, according to him, his opinion. So electronics was on the list at number one. That makes sense. Uh, yeah, that totally makes sense. If somebody's donating electronics, we're probably dealing with like a VHS machine or something. Usually something that's broken. Yeah, yeah. Um, shoes were on the list. See, this one I've always said until recently. Because I actually um, bought two pairs of boots. I'm wearing one of them right now. These boots. Those are about... Really? For... And I got discounts on them, seven dollars each, and they're brand new. Like I saw them on the shelf. I've always been like, I don't want to buy boots or shoes secondhand, but they were on the two pairs on the shelf next to each other, both brand new. Huh? And uh, I looked them up, and they're like hundred dollar boots. What? Um, yeah. And okay. they were at Value Village, and so I bought <laughs> this pair and then another pair that are a little different, a little I've lighter. I bought shoes from there, like formal wear, like formal shoes, like dress <laughs> shoes. Doesn't surprise me. <laughs> yeah, these boots are like I'm very impressed that I got the these boots for seven dollars. The formal wear that makes sense. Like Jimmy is going to a funeral, yeah, or a wedding once a year. Why right? not? Maybe. Why not wear a shirt that somebody died in? Exactly. Formal wear was actually on the list of things to not, not buy from buy? Value Village. Really? Yes. Okay. My two suit jackets are from <laughs> Value Village. <laughs> he says it always looks a bit wonky. Um, is is what he claims. Although I had a friend, Paul, in uh, in Medicine Hat when I lived there, and his mom was a seamstress, and he so she could... he used to go buy everything he wanted at like thrift stores, Valley Village, and then he could take it, didn't matter what size it was, he could take it to her and she would make it fit him perfectly. Ah. So if you can do that, maybe it's different. Jimmy's got that with my wife. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Anytime we have a costume or anything like that, when we have to adjust it, it's like yeah. that Elvis costume, we had to buy them online and the two of them showed up and she said that the... Fitting it for Jimmy was easier than fitting it for me. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> um, the toys is on the list. Yeah, a lot of the no. toys are broken, missing pieces. <laughs> well, we'll find some good ones, though, every once in a while, like a Nerf gun or something. But Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. All right. Um, and then vinyl is on there. Okay. And he says, yeah, I know it sounds sacrilegious, but most of the vinyl scratched and warped and everything else. Yeah. Uh, and then underwear. Do not buy your underwear, Jimmy. Did that need to be I never do. I've never bought underwear there. And I, well, another thing uh, that should be on the list is swimwear. Like here, it's yeah. kind of would be the same as underwear. I'd well, put we, that on the list. Yeah, we talked about this, and I was shocked that you could buy underwear at any of these secondhand stores because that was actually um, our. Our locker room celebrity death pool wager that one time. Jimmy and I had to wear used women's underwear for like a week or something yeah. like that. Yeah. And I was blown away by that. That it was actually there. That you could do that. And uh, that's disgusting. And remember, somebody called in that worked at a value village and yeah. said you'd be shocked at how, m how many people buy this stuff. Mm -hmm. That's just wrong <laughs> on so many levels. The locker room. Only on cruise. I don't know John... Ram, Rom? I think it's Rom. A golfer? Yeah, I don't know much about...
about him. Spanish guy? Yeah, but he's on a bit of a press tour right now because he is involved in a, like you do when you have a bunch of money, Mm -hmm. you get involved in a liquor company. (laughs) So he's promoting a tequila brand, and he was on a podcast, and one of his stories went viral. I guess he took some advice from Jack Nicholas. Yeah. And Jack, before majors, used to um, play really, really hard, like play... Like nonstop for three days. The Wednesday, week be- Thursday, and Friday. Yeah, like the week before the major. And then he'd literally get on the plane on Friday night and he'd fly home. Mm-hmm. And he would go home, spend quality time with his family. And then he wouldn't touch a club. Would try not to even think about golf. And look at how successful he was. Eh? Yeah. He would take a break from golf. And then um, he would, uh, you know, start the Masters. So John said, I'm going to try this. Mm -hmm. So he went out and played really, really hard um, and then sort of added his own little spin to it. Got shit-faced that last day. (laughs) (laughs) And shot a a 60. Shot 60 tanked and then went and won the Masters. Yeah. Something to it, right? (laughs) Something to let yourself relax a little bit. You probably get so tense before doing something like the Masters, obviously, that maybe there's something to that, to just forgetting about it for the day before, let your body relax, and then... And he was talking about that 60. Yeah. Um, and about how he was just... Uh, all I was doing was... Literally, uh, uh, literally, I shot 60 on the front nine of Goose last yeah. week. Like, that's how good these guys are. Oh, yeah. Like, that's insane. Yeah. He was like, I was going for and you greens. Shot, shot a 60, wink, wink. On the, the front f- nine the foot wedge. And- <laughs> okay, here's the thing about me, and I will be honest. I will cheat. I will move the ball. <laughs> That's be- the better way to play. But because you know what, and when anybody ever calls me out on it, I have an illegal club in my bag that I use. <laughs> I always and people are like, "Oh, you can't ground your club in the in the sand." Yeah, and and I just turn to them and I go, "I am not Tiger Woods." I. I saw a meme the other day that was so true. It was about, like, I would much rather play golf with people who are shooting over 100 than the guy that's shooting par in the course. There's something to that. It's way more fun to go out with a guy that's just there to have fun. Yeah. (laughs) Anyway, I thought this was a funny story. Um, And then he went on. Is 60 your low score at that course? And he goes, no, 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 I shot a 59 twice, but sober. (laughs) (laughs) So he got the humble brag in. The Locker Room News. The Coalition for Justice and Human Rights is suing the city of Edmonton over the handling of homeless camps, saying that shutting them down and forcing people to leave is violating people's rights and freedoms. So when they go into a homeless camp and and clean up all the tents and send them on their way, uh, apparently that's violating rights and freedoms. According to the group, there are three... Is this an international group? I don't know. I was wondering. I think so. Um. Yeah, I think it's, it is. Yeah, so they do this all the time in the states. They do. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it says it. it They've looks- done this in Vancouver a couple of times too, mm-hmm. where they just shut everything down. And um, according to the group, there's three thousand one hundred thirty-seven homeless in Edmonton, a seventy-one percent increase from twenty twenty-one, and they say that number is probably even higher. In response to the lawsuit, the city says they are reviewing the documents provided and are preparing to discuss bylaws, practices, and commitments in court. 
but they confirmed, yes, we will be going to court over this. So, so this situation specifically, I remember, I remember when they did it, because I think we talked about it on the news, when they went in and they cleaned out that one, that one encampment. Yeah. Uh, is that what we're talking about, or have they done this a bunch of times? I think they've done this all summer. They do this all the time. So I, I don't understand the yeah. point of it, though. I mean, because you're just like of cleaning them up, or no, you're just gonna they're just gonna move to another. Yeah, right. I know it's it's kind of like it seems a little damned if you do, damned if you don't, though. Because I mean, people are mad if you just leave them. Like if they set up camp along yeah. the White Mud, there was a big camp there for a while. That one's gone now, but um, and you just leave them, and then people are like, you can't just let them camp there, like. That can't be a thing, but then if you clean them up, yeah, they just move somewhere else. They just go somewhere else. Yeah. Yeah. Um, wasn't there talk of, like, creating an urban camping space? Well, they've done I that thought, in a couple of cities, right? Yeah, I like thought where there was they've talk allowed. of being like, okay, you can set up your tents in this area. Yeah. But then I guess you just create a huge ghetto. <laughs> so, well, I, I think they should be cleaning them up, personally. Um. But where are they going to go? I don't know. Yeah, like, that's the thing is, there's, like the thing is, is there's not enough shelter. room in the shelters. Uh, some of them, you know, that's why they had that one hotel as a shelter. Well, remember we'll we, your place. old liquor store? Remember yeah, we called? Store, yeah. We called three one one or whatever the number is three yeah. ten or, and we 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 reported um, a guy that was sleeping right outside the radio station here and we're like what do you do and and they're like wow it's very complicated because oh, yeah, i forgot about that because you can't just you can't just force them into a shelter a lot of times they're you know they've made up their mind they're sleeping on the streets they're th- that person is not comfortable in a in a setting well that's what this other group than talked that. about too is most of the shelters don't allow pets you can't bring in a lot of items you can't be under the influence of anything. Um, Which is going to eliminate a lot of them because there's a lot of substance abuse with yeah. the homeless population, right? And a lot of people say they don't feel safe in them because there's a lot of stuff going on. But And yeah. and oddly enough, I heard from someone that their stuff disappears in the shelters. They, yeah. They're, they're, they're oh, for sure. There's going to be Belongings are safer living in a field than it is in some of these shelters. Yeah. The River Valley, like just living down here now and yeah. exploring a little bit more, I, I, I'm seeing quite a few people. A lot of urban camping. A lot of urban camping, <laughs> yeah. I wish we had an answer. I wish there was an easy solution, because you're right. I mean, I think you're going to get a lot of people that are on your side, Grant. Not, yeah. not that you're picking a side here, but at some point, I think after a bit of time, they should be cleaned up, mm-hmm. right? You know? Yeah. Kind of like... Once every 10 years, we clean up the Dennis Adness. That's right. right? We, send in we still got three more to go. We send in and, uh, yeah. a crew and... They get rid of everything. Hazmat suits. Give me this baloney. Yeah, it's every 10 years. years so we did it seven years ago, so we got three more to go. Yeah. Uh, he's, he's got it marked on the calendar. <laughs> in another three years, I'm going to have to clean my apartment. Welcome to the locker room. Well, I guess I'm a spy for the Chinese. <laughs> Signed up for TikTok. You're doing it, hey, on the TikTok. <laughs> What's your handle? I don't know. I don't know what my handle is. <laughs> Why are you on the TikTok? I just, I did the whole linked through Twitter. Mm. So I, what is that? You can link through Twitter? I didn't even know that. Yeah, when I Let's signed see if up. I can find you. 
Um, I think you're going to get hooked on it. There you are, Lachlan Dot Cross. Okay, so got, that's my that's my handle. Follower. There you are. Yeah, Lachlan Dot Cross. Okay. All right. I think I was following Jimmy. I think I followed you. Yeah, you did. I see that now. I saw you. It and is I saw so, Jimmy. It is so addicting because people think of TikTok. I've said this before. It's like just kids doing dances, but it's like, I mean, I was watching like hours of videos of old wrestling clips last night. Oh, okay. And like the music stuff on there. I mean, that's where Oliver Anthony was discovered. Basically on TikTok. Was on TikTok. He blew up on TikTok. And look at it, where he is now. I mean, it's... Yeah. Yeah. Did you listen to him on Rogan? I've listened to a bunch of it, yeah. Yeah. It's good yeah. so far. He's a likable guy. He I think is you very likable, yeah. That, that, yeah. Very real. Very real. Mm -hmm. Yeah. If you have an idea of what this Oliver Anthony is, based on something you saw on social media, go listen to that interview. Yeah. He's not what you might think he is. Anyway, um, so my daughter told my wife yesterday on the phone because she's coming into town, mm -hmm. and um, my daughter said to uh, the wife, "said Warren, Dad, we're doing TikTok videos." <laughs> so that's your camping trip. <laughs> so I'm like, I guess I better get on TikTok. <laughs> So I got to do videos uh, with my daughter. I don't know what she has planned. She's very creative yes. as well. She's been doing TikTok with her students. Oh, okay. So she teaches. Well, she, that makes sense because that's like a, you know, if you're skilled at something like that, that's a way to generate money and and everything else. I don't know. She's at a money stage. She could. No, but, uh, but I think but gen, uh, generating fans, people that will come to their dances. Getting views, yeah. The Get kids it. that she teaches love it, right? Because they're on TikTok. So she'll do a video with them and they'll they'll learn a dance and then they, they tape it and then they put it up on TikTok. Uh, I mean, I don't think this is going to be a regular thing because the school, the program, the curriculum is kind of it's ballet right yeah so they don't dick around but this was summer camp yeah right so she's been doing it with the kid and they're cute oh my god and they send them out because these kids are just they're some mm -hmm. of them are just tiny right yeah she's, she's teaching different levels but but it was uh it was kind of fun to watch her doing that with the with the kids she just loves it so, yeah so yeah, I guess sign I'm up. the next i'm the next experiment <laughs> what you, is my handle well, it's working for jimmy Lock, Lachlan dot cross. You sh you oh, okay. you know I do I do drunken you know dancing videos. You should do drunken yelling at the TV videos. Okay, I'm on there. Grant the Johnson as well, and Jimmy is uh, James Peter White zero, I believe. No, James Peter White is Army that's Chris. The one actually, I, oh, that's James the one Peter. I'm following. Am I following the fake James? You're following Army Chris's version. Ow. Okay, is yours Pedro? Is it James dot Pedro White? I believe so. Okay. No. All right, we'll go find that one. The Locker Room presents The Grant Report. Now, Grant Johnson. There's a big lawsuit right now in the States. It's kind of interesting. Burger King is in court defending the size of the Whopper. <laughs> So somebody is actually suing them for $5 million because they say it looks bigger in the picture. Uh, Burger King isn't the only one being sued either. They're just the first ones in court. So McDonald's and Wendy's uh, both have similar lawsuits. The Burger King is learning a valuable lesson, though. Never oversell the size of something. Because by overselling 
You're only setting you and others up for disappointment. <laughs> undersell, undersell, undersell. What you want to do is you want to downplay the size. Oh, our burgers are average. Yeah, they're pretty good, I guess. They're just average. And then when someone takes it out of the package for the first time, they're shocked to see they can barely fit it in their hands. <laughs> Although I did read that in order to make the Whopper look bigger in pictures, they actually uh, trimmed some of the lettuce back. So that's the oldest trick in the book. <laughs> The Grant Report is brought to you by our back-to-school promo code on our merch page. Due to popular demand, it's been extended for a few days. Use Hooked on Phonics to save 20% on all Locker Room merchandise. It's real. The Locker Room. I don't know why this made me... <laughs> this story. It's funny. Is it funny? The why is it funny, Grant? The headline, I don't know why it's hilarious, uh, but it is... 12% of Americans eat half the nation's beef. <laughs> so half of the amount of beef uh, this was in America Do you think that's, that's eaten is eaten by 12% of people. You think that's the same here? Probably. Um, I would assume. We're usually pretty similar. Um, they said, yeah, 12%, mostly men between the ages of 50 and 65, eat a uh, disproportionate amount of beef on any given day. <laughs> I think it would be higher here because there's some religions. No way. That... 12% of Americans eat half the nation's beef. <laughs> 12%. Do that math. Like, that's... You put 100... How many... But there's some religions that don't eat beef. So what are you saying? Canada's... We have probably have more people of those religions here. Where do you get this? 87% of Canadians eat meat. But beef. Yes. Meat, dairy, they're just, they're not vegetarians. But, okay. Um, I know what you're you trying honestly, to say, but you it's honestly not. Say that you're stretching here. Then there's more. I No, I don't know if we should go that <laughs> with him. You think that Canada... I mean, 90- Has more people of different religions than the United States? A hundred percent, we do. What? Ninety-two. What are you talking about? So to make it different for you, ninety-two percent of Canadians eat beef, according to the latest. No, we're talking about the United States of America. There's how many hundreds of millions of people there? How many? And and how many illegals? <laughs> Okay. I, yeah, but the Mexicans I kind of love see- beef. <laughs> that was his next comment. <laughs> yeah, I don't know where that comes from, Jimmy. Yeah, your perception of... Uh, he, th- he thinks that Canada is overrun with immigrants. <laughs> That's what that is. You He's need from to- Tabor. You are- they don't leave you- the Tabor bubble. So they go to Tim Hortons and see somebody working and they're like... It doesn't- What's going on? What's going on in my country? That's what that is, isn't it? No, it's... Uh, <laughs> oh, Jimmy. Oh, it's okay. Jimmy. It's okay. Uh, that was another racist moment with James yeah, P. White. That, uh, okay, we have a splitter to, that says that. Back to the 12% of Americans eating the nation's beef. Okay. Yeah. Like, I, I was thinking about this from my perspective. In my household, I remember a, I remember a time when l- at least 
once or twice a week, I was mm-hmm. firing up the barbecue, and I was putting a steak the size of my head <laughs> on that barbecue. And we we hardly ever eat. I'm saying maybe once a month now, maybe twice a month, we'll eat burgers yeah. or because of how much it costs. Well, I was going to say, though, if you do like a micro look at it, so say 12% of Americans eat all the meat or half the meat. Look at your own family. So there's five of us. I eat probably 80% of the meat in our family. (laughs) (laughs) Right? If you look at it in a smaller picture. Yeah. yeah. For me, this is... Definitely something that has changed in my life. Yeah. Like if I have a steak now, like it's it's like, is it my birthday? Yeah. And I love steak. Same. It's my favorite thing, but it's I got a bunch of meat or a bunch of beef from my cousin's cattle farm, but we've run out of that now and we just kinda don't eat beef now because I was thinking it's about so that. pricey and we want to know where we're getting it from too to yeah. be honest with you I a friend of mine um he swung by the house he had to pick something up blah 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 right yeah and it was it was around the time of the wedding and so there was back and forth stuff going on and and I'm like come in for a beer and he's like ah no no no, no I can't I gotta go pick up he was going on a camping trip and they were on their way to a farm to pick up like a half a pig and half mm-hmm. a cow or something like this because they have this big camping trip every year and i was like i wish i did that i wish i i did that more because yeah. i would really enjoy that it would bring the cost down right yeah so I, I i literally would go buy a freezer right now put it in my house just find a spot for it on the porch in the back yeah. right plug it into the into the porch put a tarp over it and put a half a cow in there <laughs> I would do that in a heartbeat. Yeah. I don't think my wife would go for it. She though. might not be down for that. No, especially because <laughs> the only place we could put it is on the back porch. The locker room news. Edmonton police are warning drivers of Lexus SUVs after six of them were stolen in one 24-hour period this week. So in one day, there were six Lexus SUVs stolen. Another one was stolen just outside of that 24-hour period, making it seven in the last week. The model being targeted is the Lexus RX350. Out of the half a dozen stolen recently, 13 uh, more of the same SUV have been stolen in Edmonton this year. So they're clearly being targeted. um, Driving an Lexus RX350. Keep that thing in the garage. Keep the key fob away from it. So they're using... um, like technology, these guys are smart now. Yeah. It's not your like you it's not your smash average. the window, drive the car away, thieves of the past. Now they're, they're not using a hanger. <laughs> no, now they're using like computers to to get the fob single uh, signal and boost it and copy it and okay. make their own key fobs and stuff. So yeah. yeah, it's pretty wild what they can do now. I like the old damn key. I, I my still wife the had the car with the the fob and I yeah. hated it. I don't really understand the point of it because you still have to carry it with you. I'm like, is this how is this saving me any? And then you got to find somewhere to put it. I'm like, thank this God. Would be, I, I, this would be easier if I could just hang this in the car. <laughs> See, I'd like to point out that I, like I generally play the old man on the show. You do, yeah. But Grant is <laughs> and he's a millennial and I hate the fobs. I yeah. hated them. I half the time I'd walk into the store, come back and the car would still be running because I forgot to <laughs> turn it off <laughs> i don't really see the point of it like no. why it's better no i yeah. don't uh, yeah does your scooter have a fob no it's push button push button Beep. yeah and away we go yeah <laughs> i don't need to start would, it see a scooter should have a fob so people can steal it there's 
on my scooter and my wife's scooter. Can't believe we're having this conversation after talking about Lexus's being ripped off. There is a um, there's an app, and you can lock it. it. Not that I use that. Yeah, but you can freeze it so that no one can oh, take it. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, yeah, and, and I that's think kind of what they were those. they were actually saying with these Lexuses and stuff. They were like, with all the technology in our cars. There should be better anti-theft, like... No kidding! Yeah, yeah. but the thing is, though, is the better the anti-theft, they're smarter the criminal. Because they can get around a lot of different things quite easily. Like Steve said, you can't beat the club. Club you, on the, the steering wheel. club! <laughs> you don't see those... He's still things. using it, I guess. <laughs> I had one of those. In Winnipeg, I bet you had one. I had... Oh, yeah. Everyone no. in Winnipeg had one. When did Even I get the club? they didn't have a car. When did I get the club? When when was that a thing? Type that in. Because I'm trying to remember because I had one for years. They all... Yeah. Yeah. Um, so the club became popular in the late 1980s, early 1990s. Yeah. So you started radio in the in the 80s. We had, so. You know what? We had one in Vancouver. Vancouver, you had one? Because I, I have a memory of putting it on. We had a Civic. Which I hated because I, I like literally couldn't see out of that. Thing. <laughs> yeah, we had one, and I bought one, and I only ever bought one, but I had it for years. And then we moved to Winnipeg in the 2000s, and I'm pretty sure. But we, even when we were in Prince George, because yeah. I didn't have a garage, we had to park out back, and we had we had like theft concerns because um, we were in a rougher neighborhood. We, it was the only place we could afford. So in Yorkton, I worked with a guy who was from Winnipeg. And we went out to a wedding that was like in the country one night, and it was a small town, and he was driving. And we get to this small little town, like 200 people there, and he starts putting the club on his car. I'm like, what are you doing? Winnipeg scarred you. <laughs> it's true, though. There is a lot of car thefts in Winnipeg. Oh, yeah. This is different, though, now. Yeah, now like, it's like when you lose shipping them overseas. Yeah, like, when you yeah. lose your car in, like, if, you, if you're driving around in an, an F-150, 350 or something like that, yeah. like, and you... And you lose that thing, it disappears on you. That thing's on its way to another country, and it's on a boat in a yeah. week, right? Um, so th- th- it's it's a little different. In Winnipeg, it was like smash and then joyride, yeah. and then it was out on the uh, you know outside of town, right? There, Jared puts a wheel boot on every time he gets out of his car. Really, that <laughs> seems excessive. On air, online, and on our app. Welcome to the locker room. Here we go, Stacy. Okay. Hello. Good morning. Is this Aaron? This is. Aaron, you sound like a sweetheart. Oh. <laughs> Thank you. Those are the calls you like to wake up to. Hey, hey sweetheart. <laughs> I was trying creepy. to make a pun about her name. But oh, okay. Her last name is Sweet. Oh, okay. I thought you were just being creepy. I thought you were just hello, sugar. Erin. <laughs> uh, Recently, um, the three of us, actually the four of us, because we've got Stacy from Arden Roof Systems on the phone with us as well, read a very, very interesting story. Um, you've had you've had a rough summer, Aaron. Yeah. Yes. Some craziness in your world, right? Mm-hmm. A lot of us, I think, are going through some tough times. You guys, in particularly, have been hit pretty hard. The storm hit you guys hard, and and mm, full uh, house. You got to redo basements and keep adding people to the to the home, Aaron. You know what? 
there was a vote, and the vote came out in your favor. You're getting a free roof from our oh roof systems. Oh, my God. Congratulations. I don't know what to say. Thank you guys so much. You know what I think, Aaron? I think a lot of times good people end up getting things like this. It comes back around, and I know you Thank guys have been you. you guys have been going through some tough times. And uh, this was a call we've been looking forward to making all morning long. Ago. Oh my gosh! Thank you guys so much, everyone. All the nominees were so deserving and really selfless humans. I don't know what to say. Thank you so so much. This is huge. This is the tenth year that Stacy and Arden Roof Systems has been giving away a free roof, and uh, this is a great story, Stacy. Thanks for joining us this morning. Thank well, you. I appreciate Stacey. it, and congratulations, Aaron. Thank you so so much, you guys. It's uh, it's a huge. Um, it's going to really help our family. And thank you to everyone who voted. Thank you to you guys and. Everyone was just so deserving, like amazing people out there. Listen, it's going to be happening very, very soon, my friend. You're going to have uh, a crew show up at the house, and um, they're going to be putting up a brand new roof on uh, what sounds like a much-needed new roof. Yes, come on over. (laughs) (laughs) Awesome. We're, We're happy that we're a small part of this, so thank you, Aaron. We appreciate it. Thank you guys so much. And thank you, Stacy. Your guys are welcome, and thanks for the support on this. And uh, again, Aaron, congratulations. And uh, we'll be in touch here later this morning to uh, start you through this uh, great process to help you guys out. Thank you. Thank you, guys. You're welcome. Welcome to the locker room. It's amazing how tone deaf some people can be. <laughs> yeah. I'm on the fence about Oprah. I'm. I, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I'm not sure what kind of a human being she is because she's never been called out. Like people seem to love her still, right? I don't know. I think she's an upstanding citizen. I think she's a good. Person. I don't know. I think she's hiding evil. <laughs> the Rock. Your thoughts? He's a good guy. Seems I always like had guy. my sniffer on Ellen. <laughs> I was right about Ellen. <laughs> Yeah, but you also have a thing. You hate Mister Rogers too. Yeah. Oh, oh come on. And he's like the Mister pure human being. No, ever. there he's was like, something wrong there. Has always everyone has said great things about him. The Rock seems like a nice guy. Mister uh, Rogers seems like he's got good intentions. May have been a serial killer. And that's <laughs> that's just my opinion, but I think so. He's a great human being. I don't like, know about you. That. Are in a lot of ways, you're a bad judge of especially celebrities. Yeah, um, the one that I, I that I keep getting told I'm wrong about is Kelly Rudy. I'm like that guy's there's something wrong there. And it's like, no, he's a really nice guy. I'm like, no, that can't be true. Um, but he just annoys you. Yeah, no, there's something more there too. Oprah and The Rock have created a fund for people in Maui. Um, so they donated ten million dollars of their own money. Oh, did they? Okay, because um, everyone's calling them out. Well, because they want people to donate, and they're like, "You guys are like, add up your money. You have more money than God. Yeah. Why are you asking for money? Just put together the funds and do it." Um. So, yeah, because they have a combined net worth of three and a half billion dollars. <laughs> The Rock and Oprah, and they said they could you could rebuild the entire island and not even notice. Uh, so people were saying like, "What's ten million dollars?" Because they're asking other people to donate. 
So you're yeah. saying we've created the People's Fund, and we're putting $10 million in, $5 million each, and you guys now need to donate money, and then people in Maui can have access to it. So they'll provide like a thousand bucks a month or something to people in Maui. So, yeah, people are like, "You're worth three and a half billion dollars." Don't ask us to also donate. Most to of that fund. is Oprah. She's worth like two and a half billion. Also, also the People's Fund of Maui sounds a little like uh, George Costanza's charity that he invented, <laughs> the Human Fund. <laughs> I remember that. That's right. <laughs> That's a good poll. Humans Grant. helping humans or whatever the so thing you, if you go online today and you see Oprah and The Rock trending, it's because people are mad that yeah. that they didn't donate all their money and they're asking for money. It is a bit tone deaf, mm-hmm. right? Like it I is, understand yeah. what they're trying to do, but but, but they're I guess people always like just it, find a way to be angry a, about a, stuff. Though. Considerable amount of money added. I get it. I get and it. I, but and online, I think, they're being but, ripped apart, Jimmy. But I think the reason why they're doing it and trying to get other people involved is bring people together. Because nothing brings people together more okay. than helping other people. There you go. Kumbaya, Jimmy. <laughs> it's Friday. We needed a little of that. Yeah. We needed a little positive, Jimmy. That's today. right. The Locker Room. Okay, what's her name? Harry. Good morning. You're a Kelly Rudy fan? I am a Kelly Rudy fan since he played for the Oilers, and I don't even like the Oilers. Did Kelly Rudy play for... I thought he... Kelly Rudy didn't play for the Oilers. He was a king. Islander. I thought he played for the Oilers. Anyhow, I always say Kelly Rudy. San Jose Sharks. Sharks. I See, I like Kelly Rudy, too. I know I like doesn't like him because he's like, he doesn't provide enough... But he seems like a nice enough guy. I'll tell you what. Grant's touching on it. He never says anything. You're on a show with a bunch of people. You're supposed to have an opinion. He never has an opinion. The only time he has an opinion is if he's bouncing off somebody else's opinion. I think once I've heard him say something where it actually sounded like it was a like it was <laughs> something that came out of his head. And I don't trust people so wildly concerned about having an opinion and being judged. I've never... I've I've never trusted people like that. Oh. And that's See, and, but he doesn't mean you can, don't the, dislike him. He's milk yeah, toast. I don't get into what he's saying. I just think he's a nice person. He Mark. seems like a nice guy. I don't know about that. He talks a lot you know about what? his Us mental health. And... People, Grant. Us Saskatchewan people, we have a much better barometer for that than we are better people. judges. I would just like we to find really out how many cats are in his neighborhood. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> Not cool. Not cool at all. All right, Carrie. Thanks for the call. You guys, you guys are great. Another moment with Doctor Locke. Have you ever done the step count? No, your step? no, I've never had uh, the step counter on before. Jimmy does mm-hmm. uh, constantly because I have the Fitbit. So <laughs> I love that. How many steps do you average in a day? Between nine and ten thousand. See, yeah, you're walking more because Locke doesn't pick you up. When Locke was picking you up every day, that number was way no, down. No, it was way down. Yeah, but now you're back to taking the bus and walking. You're welcome. <laughs> but it added a few years to your life. So here's the thing about that ten thousand steps. I see an article or something on it, I'd say once every couple of months. And every article I read says one thing and then the next article says another thing. Yeah. One will say it's completely arbitrary, it, it's crap. The next one says, no, it's true. It's a good benchmark to, you know, to try to reach every day. They can't make up their mind on... It's yeah, no what, wonder no one trusts anything anymore. So what I was reading about the 10,000 steps is it was created in 1964 for the Tokyo Olympics. It was like a 
a mascot for the Olympics was this um, ten thousand steps. It was uh, yeah. It was uh, like a pedometer, and they had some character. Um, so it was an, a mascot for the Olympics. They were trying to get people well, how more did that healthy. Turn into a and exercise it just craze. Just kind of became this thing. Um, and so what I was reading is they're saying like, yeah, shoot for ten thousand steps, like healthy. But there's no special number about ten thousand. Like there's nothing. If you hit ten thousand steps, you add a year to your life. Like I've never counted my steps, not once in no. my entire life. I will say this, and again, I had a couple of people reach out to me about this. I was reading about the Mediterranean diet. Oh, yeah. Because I I actually enjoy the food. We get mm-hmm. this make good food stuff now. We've been getting it for the last couple of years, my wife and I. And quite often we'll have like a Mediterranean this or a Mediterranean yeah. that. And it's always something I really like. So um, that's vegetables, fruits, beans, nuts. Yeah. Whole grains. Yeah. Hmm. It's supposed to be fish. heart healthy. Some fish, yeah. Like if you go into the doctor and you know, or you have a heart episode, a lot of times they'll say, "Hey, you should look into the Mediterranean diet." I have diet. a friend who has high um, something blood pressure, I think. Yeah, and they put him on the Mediterranean diet. So anyway, I looked into it because I like a lot of the the menu items mm-hmm. that come through for for this make good food, and they were talking about this drink that they drink in the Mediterranean. And it's cinnamon, it's honey, and it's lemon. How are you going to talk about your poop? (laughs) Please don't. Uh, Guys. We hear about your poop way too much between Grant and I. It's been amazing. (laughs) Like, I don't think people actually listening to this show want to hear about how amazing your poops are. And a lot. What is the drink? Lemon? Lemon. Cinnamon? Cinnamon. It's an aggressive amount of cinnamon. Okay. Um, and you. Do you use a stick or do you use uh, like the sprinkle? The, do you put the cinnamon stick in it? No, no, no. You put the powder in. Just put the powder in. Yeah. The wife bought a bucket of cinnamon. We literally have it on the counter. And so you take. Um, I, they say a tablespoon of cinnamon. We've been putting a teaspoon in, okay. which is still aggressive. Um, so you put that in. You put a tablespoon of honey. And then I put two tablespoons of lemon in mine, and then I pour hot water over it, mix it up, and I drink that before I go to bed. I've been doing that now for a week. And it's been working. Well, again, like I said... for your blood sugar balance It's supposed to be good for... um, uh, Well, they talked about it being a very effective way of get, getting rid of belly fat. For okay. whatever reason, they were saying that. That's why I started... to poo it all out. Maybe. <laughs> Guys... <laughs> I'm going to start sending you pictures. <laughs> no, please don't. On air, online, and on our app. Welcome to the locker room. So, we've got the Monday off. Everybody does. Labor Day. Um, Grant's going to be broadcasting from home. We're doing a... Because he's got the kids. On and Tuesday. there's a bunch of craziness in his household. Nora's first day of grade one. Yeah. Right? Um, so, we're going to be uh, uh, hooking up with Grant via the broadcast lines. Through the heavens. Home, yeah. Yeah, and we've got a plan to do a, for our back-to-school special on Tuesday, we've got plans for a spelling bee. We both have to write, Jimmy and I, both have to write a uh, What I Did This Summer poem. <laughs> and there's going to be a coloring contest. And we got Nora to pick the designs, the uh, the pictures that we're coloring. So she's into princesses right now. So what did she go with? Yeah, so for Jimmy, uh, Jimmy's going to be drawing, actually, Princess Leia. 
Because I explained to her that Star Wars is now Disney and Princess Leia can be oh, Disney princess. Oh, that makes sense. Good for her. Uh, so that and then Lachlan, uh, her other favorite princess, Mulan. Okay, so... You're going to be drawing Mulan. I'll be drawing Mulan. Yeah, or coloring, I guess. Coloring this weekend. Yeah, and then we'll have a coloring contest people can vote on. <laughs> All right. We'll put that up on our socials, and you can go vote. <laughs> Good Lord. I, when's the last time you colored? Don't Jimmy answer that. Jimmy likes drawing, yeah. <laughs> uh, not colored, but I do... I got... I do some art, like I've been doing some drawing, like a, a little bit. So I do a lot of shading and stuff like that. In my I'll say landscapes. I, I've colored with the kids because they'll be coloring and coloring books or whatever. And I'm like, oh man, I really actually this is calming. And I did have a stretch where I got into adult cart, uh, adult coloring books. Those were a thing for what? a while. Yeah, those were a thing for a while. Adult coloring books, not porn, not adult. <laughs> But like, just whatever pictures and Tell stuff. Tell me you and went to a paint night. I know. I would those? never do that. What were those that were bars? Yeah, that was years ago. And this was years ago that I was into the coloring books. But while you're watching TV, instead of like being on your phone, just like having something to scribble in, it's kind of common. Your generation is hilarious. Why not just watch TV? Because <laughs> you have to do something else <laughs> at the same time. That's hilarious. I have not colored... I wasn't even into coloring when I was a kid. No, you... No! <laughs> this was stupid. We were throwing rocks at people. <laughs> I I don't know. I just... I didn't have your typical... I played hockey. Yeah. I was in the rink six days a week. I mean, me I too. I didn't color. <laughs> we also colored. <laughs> anyway. Uh, so looking forward to that. Next week, actually, on the show, we got a couple of announcements as well. We're... we're I'm this earlier, but mm-hmm. we're going to give you a chance to take part in Locks Lost Balls at the Goose Hammock Golf Resort. So we'll have details on Tuesday about how to get in on that. Um, also, we've got this thing. We'll tell you more details, but it's an opportunity for you to win some cash. Now, listen, I know that that sounds weird coming out of our mouths, mm-hmm. like the locker room. The last time they gave anything away, it was like shit from Jimmy's apartment. Yeah. But this is legit. Real money. This is actual This is actual money, mm-hmm. okay? And um, we're going to do it. We're going to have some fun with it, but we'll have some details on that next week as well.